like if you're arguing about the dishes, right, it's not about the dishes. It's about like I feel like you don't respect me and it goes all the way back to childhood because you felt like you're you couldn't earn your dad's respect or, you know, something like that. No, we, that is 25%, isn't it? Three months? Yeah, but no, by the no, end we're of like, March. Oh, we're like yeah, at the end of that, March, yeah. That's just a classic thing people say every year. <laughs> that like, what, the start of the year goes by so quick. Yeah, but also the end of the year and, some, oh, I can't believe it's already June. We're halfway through and then November. Oh, I can't believe how quickly this year's gone, like every single year. Do you reckon every year though? Because then that would be like we'll be like 80 years old and we'll be like, oh, shit, that went by quick. Or maybe that is what happens. No, I think I'm saying I think people just say that. And it's like, Uh, is this actually true? It's just like a thing that people say. That's, yeah, that's Actually, that really annoyed me last year that people were, because I had so much I still wanted to do before the end of the year and people like, you know, playing Christmas music in November, like, oh, this year is already finishing. No, it's not. We've still got a, still got a whole month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um. But, yeah, well, I was going to introduce you to say, well, to tell the audience, the beautiful people listening right now, that if they want to hear about your growing up story, they can go back and find yeah. that episode. Yeah. Um, and that also, yeah, we did the cancelled podcast. I wonder, because I never check that, I wonder if anyone's randomly listening to that or I, finds it. I reckon that if you went back to the remember we did the one on JK Rowling. I would love to go back and listen to that one again. Because have you seen uh-huh. well have you seen the like the thing that has just recently happened, maybe in like the last week or two weeks with the no. there's a Harry Potter video game um that's been released on xbox playstation probably computer as well and it's had a lot of hype around it and they've made one of the characters in it like the game developers have made one of the characters trans so and it's just what's that got to do with oh because we spoke about how jk rowling had been tweeting that stuff about trans people and now these game developers are like trolling her by taking her Harry Potter story and they've added a trans character to it. Huh. Uh, is it because they're trolling her or do I, they just want to do that? That's just the way I see. I, I mean, I've only heard about this through the grapevine. So that was my take on it. We, I consume oh. so much news and content. Do you really? Oh, now that I've got a Twitter, everything on Twitter is like a news headline. I can't keep up as either because I follow these, um, I follow news channels like newspapers um, and TV news channels and things like that. But then I also follow these other, I guess they're online news websites that just continuously do like head like breaking news breaking news breaking news like story after story after story and it's hard to it's hard to keep keep up with all of the news that's coming through like did you see that did you see that yesterday they should north korea shot a missile into the ocean near japan no i didn't pretty scary I guess if you live in Japan. Huh. But it's heaps of yeah, news. Interesting. My only, I feel like this is not an interesting conversation. I feel like this is not interesting for anyone to hear, but my, and I feel like I said this, I've said this so many times, but my only news consumption 
is I listened to the FT news briefing. Yeah. And it will have like the three bigger. It, so if it's not big enough news to be affecting markets, I guess. Oh, no, they have other news. As in like obviously what's happening in Turkey, I am aware of that. But then when it's, yeah, if it's like yeah. some random mass shooting or something, I'm not going to hear about it. It's, it's and I not think in that's there, actually, yeah. Uh, you know, unless it's some tr- some big thing. But also, sorry, it's only Monday to Friday. How long does it go for? That I, that, that's on. So then I maybe I'll hear about the North Korea thing on Monday. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like yeah. 10 minutes. And then yeah. I listen to the Economist news briefing as well sometimes. But I feel like it's read out by an AI person. Like I don't know if it's an actual and that kind maybe. of puts me off. The I sometimes well you can listen to a lot of um like news apps you can just hit play and then it just an AI reads out the story. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, kind of cool. But no, I don't like it. Oh, FT I've, is not <laughs> Filipino, so I don't like it listening to a computer. I've been taking long news articles and then putting them into Chat GPT and saying summarize this in bullet points. Interesting. And does it do a good job? I mean, I would need to read the story and then read what the bullet points are. But I'd say it probably gets like 60, 70% of the gist of the story in like four or five bullet points. And then you're like, huh, cool. And it's it kind of takes a bit of the spin out of it too, I think. Maybe not. Mm. But speaking well, of news, what, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say because now I'm working at a hedge fund, it's like people who are trading constantly, there are just TVs everywhere yeah. with every different news channel on. But, again, it's more like I think I'm very happy to avoid a lot of this sense because on the Twitter stuff, aren't you just dragged into stuff that it's just – it's like what you taught me from the Cancel podcast when I was like, oh, but this headline saying this, and you were like, yeah, that's to sell newspapers. Or like, yeah, yeah. that's just to create division. And then now I kind of, yeah, I'm just allergic to those, <laughs> to those stories that are, you know, when you see it's just trying to make you feel in a certain way. But don't you also kind delivering. of, don't you also kind of love that sometimes as well, even if you know that that's what they're trying no. to do? It's like watching a, it's like watching wrestling or like a soap opera. You're like, I know exactly what emotions you're trying to trigger. Yeah, but there's other stuff I'd rather do with my time. That's fair enough. I think. And yeah, because now like I have no, I'm so glad we did that cancelled podcast, but now I have no interest. Like, I don't know if you could tell by me with the JK Rowling video game. Oh, yeah. Like, I just have no interest <laughs> in that stuff yeah. at all. Yeah. In, yeah, I guess in the culture war stuff, I'm just like, no. Nah. Which I guess is what this podcast is. I'm just hearing from people about yeah. their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then having, it's funny because then having potentially controversial people on, or not controversial, but people who might have been in the media and articles might have been written about them and then I'm like yeah but I'm getting to hear not what a journalist says about them it's like what they actually say about themselves mm, mm. and like judge their character for myself which I guess is a very um privileged position to be in I mean assuming people continue to agree speaking to me on this platform (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure they would and then it's like cool we're just we're just humans because like anything can be taken yeah because the media is just selling stories right yeah yeah or also yeah it's selling stories or like there's something i don't know there there's a slant that's being put on it for some reason or another to to influence public perception influence the crowd um but i thought you 
mm-hmm. you said after that um after that podcast we did or I don't know if you were just saying this because basically we'd go in and just disagree with each other <laughs> we'll, try, we'll try try to the conversation could get really stuck sometimes yeah because, because, and because I was just memorizing things I'd seen like news in the form of a meme but then you also had like really well printed out notes yeah but then you criticized me for them always being from the economist (laughs) (laughs) which I don't think was even true anyway but no but then afterwards which I feel like this happens to me well maybe do you have the same personality as me in this that I just feel like if people are talking about an issue I always want to take the opposing view. Mm. Like I thought of this with Jacinda Arden or something like that. Yeah. If people are criticising her, then I'll just want to say like something positive or something, you know, it's just like devil's advocate yeah, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas on yeah. other conversation, if people are praising her, I'll just be like, what are you talking about? And like pull out all the – but and then I don't know if you were saying that with our podcast that you – we're kind of doing that and then afterwards you're like, well, I don't actually agree. Because when you keep doing that, you're like, well, I don't even know what my real thoughts yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then maybe that's a good thing because your thoughts should be nuanced. Like there's always lots of different ways to argue something. Yeah, that's true. parts of the argument. That's true. Yeah. But then you were like, this is now on record as if you have that. <laughs> And then millions of people will go back and listen to it. People who crave yeah. crave new content. Well, but it's not new content, it's outdated. Yeah. yeah, but that's why I feel with that, that it's like, oh, who cares? Yeah, I thought that a year ago, like I'm a totally different person to who I was a year ago. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Not in a, yeah, just like your thoughts can evolve. Yeah, I mean. I guess like like what what if yeah yeah no for sure for sure I was just thinking or it's like I've learnt so much since then yeah yeah well yeah that definitely can happen as well or like yeah new information comes to hand and then it changes your view of something yeah but um but oh what were you gonna say. I was going to say, but generally I think I'm, yeah, I'm just too sensitive to do. I've just been steering clear of those debates. Oh, actually probably, <laughs> yeah, probably since we were in India together and I got caught in an intense debate. I Honestly, I think since then I'm just like, no, you taught me that. You like, you've got to pick your battles. And I think I'm getting so much better at like, I just can't be bothered. Yeah, talking about like when, it, especially when you can sense it's going to get emotional, it's like just not. I'm like, it's just so much more interesting to learn about. I don't know to learn about people in a calm way. That was like a. If you think back on like that, uh, the the intense debate when we were hiking down that like gorge, and it was about Greta yeah. Greta Thunberg. If you think back on yeah. that situation now, it's like super random. Like we were in the middle of like the Himalayas and it was like a stand-up comedian arguing with like a podcaster about Greta Thunberg. But like yelling. It was like an intense, like intense debate about like, I can't even remember what it was about. But well, no, because then it was about like mental yeah, health yeah, and, yeah. and because that's the thing, like whenever you're arguing with someone, and I think this is what, I mean, this is me reading a lot of psychology and philosophy at the moment, but it's like, or thinking a lot. That makes me sound way smarter than I am <laughs> just thinking about this job. <laughs> or, it, yeah, that when you're, uh, when you're having these arguments with anyone, like in a relationship as well, especially, you're not, arguing with like some 
like if you're arguing about the dishes, right, it's not about the dishes. It's about like I feel like you don't respect me and it goes all the way back to childhood because you felt like you couldn't earn your dad's respect or, you know, something like that. It's always like way more, it's way deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when it gets emotionally charged or, yeah, because even some of the, um, the dads on the trip, the older men oh, yeah, on the trip, they getting... they, them having those, yeah, super passionate debates about politics. Yeah, but it's yeah. not just about, you know, it's something way deeper. It's something like when I grew up, I didn't have these opportunities because X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, it's like, or when, you know, me in that argument about mental health, it's like all to do with losing my brother or what, you know, it's like nothing to do with Greta Thunberg. No, no. <laughs> that tri- That triggered it though. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. But it's also then like, how do we let ourselves spiral into an argument that gets that level? Well, I guess you'd you'd have some understanding of why from from what you've been thinking about and reading about. Yeah. Well, now I think that's that's what I've been because that would have been me with you on the podcast being like oh, getting so pissed off at you of, like, you don't understand. It's nothing to do with the argument. It's me being, like, I feel like you're not listening to me, like, fuck you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But And then I think you – it's, like, exactly what you taught me. It's just, like, mindfulness helps with that, like, just, like, being more emotionally stable because then – or and identifying the trigger, like, if you are really triggered by something – it's like, why? What's this really about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And going deeper into it. Um, and yeah, obviously this stuff happens with family all the time. Um Well yeah, I've been it's like I've been trigger each other so much. I've been thinking about it with um like families, yeah, definitely happens. Um but because I've I've been playing cricket again, just like local um, like park cricket and seeing people like lose their sh- like absolutely lose their shit and then you realize it's because like oh like they went out and they're like embarrassed that they went out or you know what I mean like I've been thinking that when I've been playing like seeing people everyone's there just for like recreational fun but people get super heated and like really like lose their like yeah, like lose the plot. Um, like someone was crying the other day because they lost their wicket and I was like, whoa, like this is, there's something deep, deep. Well, maybe you've, you've taught me that. I was like, something deep is going on right now. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. And also I've been like, oh, you know, like I, um, I meditate. Um, try and practice mindfulness in my everyday life and then I'll go out and play like a really stupid shot just because I'm not like concentrating and I'm like wow like why did I do that now I don't get to do anything for the rest of the day I just sit um, sit in like a chair in the shade watching my teammates have fun because they haven't gone out yet and like I know as soon as I've gone out I'm like why did I do that like just lost all control of my my body. <laughs> but then you get to come back next week. Well, that's true. That's true. But I'm going to actually try to like do like a some kind of meditation before I get to the game just to like really be thoughtful and see if it makes a difference. Yeah, or visualization, the sport, all the sports visualization stuff. Yeah, okay. Oh, which actually, apparently what is that? part of that well, you know how athletes use visualization to help their performance? Okay, yeah. yeah and then okay. people yeah. try and apply yeah. that to wider areas of life. It's super interesting. So what you or and there's like the I feel like I've talked about that here. Nova wait, sorry, before I go into this, can I just say when you said the person crying playing cricket yeah. reminded me of in New York when I lived in New York I joined this like kickball league or my friends made a kickball team 
and we'd play these kickball matches after work and people took it so seriously, like kickball, it's not even a real sport. (laughs) People took it so seriously that they would be, I remember we were playing against these hedge fund guys who were so intense and they, a guy got like red carded, like taken out of the match because he was abusing the umpire so much. And it's like, guys, this isn't even a real sport. Yeah, but that that's the that's what I mean. It's like it's something. There's it, maybe because you're like running around and your adrenaline's pumping and like I don't know. It if you're for whatever reason like can't deal with like losing a game or. You think that I don't? It, yeah, it's super weird. Super weird. Not weird, but yeah, but so that, I'm sure. Yeah, something deeper is going on. Yeah, well, it can also just be like emotional regulation, right? When you can't, when it's like you can't, you don't know how to control that stuff. But when you think about performance, um. It's so interesting. Yeah, that's why. That's also reason I love tennis, right? Because you get to see so much of what's going on in their psyche. Yeah, yeah. But um, with the visualization, it's not. You know how people like visualize, like you're gonna get a Ferrari, and then like it will appear. Yeah, yeah. So, and then from sport, it's like visualization helping performance. But what you, how you like translate oh, this is what I heard the other day. It's like how you translate that to real life. You're not like visualizing is, oh, fuck, I wish I could remember the examples. But, oh, no, yeah, there's one of like Michael Phelps did play it over and over in his head. What happens if like my every situation, so it's like my goggles come off or like this bad thing happens. You're, you are preparing mentally for every type of situation. And then in one event, his goggles did come off but then he still won the gold medal or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prepared or skiers do it, like visualising every part of the course. But you're not just visualising like the trophy at the end. You know, apparently that is, I feel like that is part of it. Like Novak from when he was four made like a fake Wimbledon trophy and just like <laughs> visualised that that would be it. Yeah. Um, but you're visualizing like all the hard work so it's like okay if you want a ferrari it's like what are you doing to get it and then you're visualizing yourself just like slogging it in the office or whatever it is yeah 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 i don't know or like sacrificing the thing so the yeah the thing for cricket is like go and visualize like um staying focused on every single ball or like being like because I guess if there's a slip in focus and then you go out, it's too late. So it's something yeah, like yeah. noticing yourself getting tired, but I don't know, something like that. No, I, I think it's yeah, a... Feeling the heat, feeling like the exhaustion and mentally preparing yourself for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But well, then if you care that much, you're probably just the same as the guys who are crying after going out. <laughs> Because you're taking it really seriously. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, uh, how do we get on to that? Oh, talking about um, arguing and debating. I did think of something where it was like I got, and it was it's related to listening to news on podcasts. I'd been listening to the occasional podcast by this guy called Ezra Klein, he's a journalist for, I think it's the New York Times, um, and then my dad sent like this article about that he Ezra Klein had written about productivity in the construction industry and it was basically him just saying like, what's going on? Like the construction industry is so bad, like it's it's not productive at all, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like writing back to, even though it was like, my dad didn't write the article and had no, he just sent it to me because he just saw that it said construction. And I was like, this article's bullshit. Like he's missed out that like there's codes that people need to build to and that like those codes have gotten like, and there's health and safety for the people on site and for the people bringing things to site and the people building things. And like, I was like, and those codes have improved. Like he was comparing it back to the seven. Anyway, I 
put all this shit in this like message and I was getting really fired up. And then I was like, why am I getting, why am I arguing with my my dad didn't even reply. I think he just did like a thumbs up like reaction <laughs> on the message. And I was like, why am I like arguing with this journalist who like obviously like I could have gone on Twitter and like wrote I actually all the comments in the article were people who like felt the same as me and they were like uh, explaining why they thought it was is bullshit. But then um like a week or two later, there was those terrible earthquakes and then you could see all these buildings just turn to rubble and now it's turned out that like there were heaps and heaps of developers who were getting buildings built that weren't up to code. So then I was going to be like, what? and then I sent it to dad and I was like, oh, that's what I was going on about, that like there are like safety codes and like regulations in how you build something so that if there is a disaster, it doesn't fall over. And then I felt like, I was like, oh, maybe I should tweet that to this guy. But then he probably gets like thousands of tweets a week. I don't think I've yeah, tweeted but- anyone. I've, I've tweeted you. I've just tagged you in things before, but I don't think I've actually tweeted. Yeah, I've kind of stopped looking at it lately. But, yeah, but I think that's exactly where it can be a good forum yeah that's what it would be it's like oh you have thoughts on this and then finding people who actually have something um you know well thought out to say and hopefully you can find those people on somewhere like twitter um where then you can have that conversation and it doesn't have to be ezra replying to you but sometimes you know like andrew huberman replies to so many comments and has conversations with people but so maybe I don't know it just depends if you're if he's actually interested in engaging with his audience but even if you're just having a conversation like you end up having conversation with someone really interesting um in the industry that actually yeah because I heard like a few people who have Twitter friends or who have internet friends from just chatting about but and I think that comes from being interested in a niche um, but yeah, you could end up, this could be a future business partner who you meet in the comments. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, but you yeah, know, that would be, I haven't heard of that Twitter friends. I can see it though. People used to have pen pals. People probably still do have pen pals. Yeah. But yeah, but they actually hang out in real life as well. Or people, yeah, will travel and be like, oh, I'm meeting this person who in this other country who I know from Twitter. Or, yeah, Twitter or whatever the other ones and are. There's a whole world out be, there on the internet that yeah, I'm not really yeah. part of. It would be interesting if people Although I do want to get more. You want to get more what? Go on. I was going to say, I do want to. That's what I've been saying on this podcast. And I said it, it was interesting. I said it in one we recorded last week, Brian and I, but it hasn't posted yet, where I was like, I love hearing from people. Like, that's what gets me, that's what motivates me, like, so much more than any numbers, because numbers don't really mean anything. But it's when people verbally say, or whatever, send me a message or whatever it is something about the podcast or I hear that someone then talked to the person who was the whatever that that open a conversation that's like the most motivating thing um and also to then continue to make content that people are actually interested in because I'm super aware now <laughs> no now now we're chatting but at the start I'm like dearly no one gives a fuck about what news you listen to and also it makes me sound like I'm really uninformed, which I don't like. Oh, sorry. I also read newsletters. You read newsletters. So how many? That. How many? Sorry. How many newsletters are you subscriber to? Well, I read. I think there's this CEO Daily one from Fortune that's quite. Uh, oh, sorry. From. From um. 
fuck, what's it called? Yeah, from Fortune. Um, that is quite good that I read every day. And then I read the daily stoic newsletter. Oh, yeah. Stoic vibes. And then, I don't know, I, I sign up to them and then I'll, I signed up to one that was like unbiased news. It was like, we want to cut through like all the bias, which I think is more like a US thing of like Fox versus CNN. But then I realized really quickly, like what they choose to report on really clearly demonstrates what their bias is. Oh, so right? they were biased anyway. <laughs> not, well, because it's, you can't not be biased, right? When you're talking about the news. You could just yeah. you could just report on it like it was like a year two saying what they saw. But, no, but I'm saying what topics you choose to say because there's so much you can talk about, right? And they can't possibly cover every possible news story. Like yeah, that's where the yeah, bias comes about. Like how yeah. is that news? And that's why that's what I'm getting more dismissive with like a lot of the culture war stuff that I'm just like, yeah. I'm not. Like why is this news? This is a made-up thing. Like the the video game thing. I'm just like, no. Yeah, that's that. that's true. Well, is that, that was, even true? <laughs> but that was like that like not culture wars, but this morning I was watching um, ABC and just the news on breakfast, news breakfast, whatever it's called, and um, they had their, like, cultural critic come on and then all they spoke about was a reality TV show that's on Netflix and then a new um, Marvel movie called Ant-Man 3. And I was like, wow, like, this is, like surely they could talk about a book or something like if abc is like kind of the more higher brow level of news in this country and they're talking about ant-man 3 they're like cultural critic i was like like this is this is bad (laughs) (laughs) like we're you know i guess but i guess that just shows that that's like probably the two most popular things that people are watching at the moment. So they're like, well, that's what people want. So we'll give a critique about it. It wasn't like, oh, this new, like, I don't know, even a documentary has come out. It was just like, oh, yep, Netflix. Like, I was like, far out. Like, surely they could find something more interesting to talk about. Hmm. Like Ant-Man 3. I have you seen any of the other two Ant Man movies? Uh, I'm not a big movie watcher, so no comment from me on <laughs> on the cultural section or on the that particular news outlet. Yeah. Um. Wait. Okay. Yeah. So my point was that was my point that I do want to be. I'm excited to be like more engaged with this audience. Um, but that's why I was asking you. Oh yeah. And then uh, after I put that out, even though the episode hasn't been published, then I ended up getting like lots of engagement this week, which is really cool. So yeah. So that's my message to the listeners that feel free to, um, message me about the podcast at any point um but that's why I was asking you what you want because it's an interesting thing right like when I bring a guest on they have their own audience and so it's just it's like it's about them like it's nothing it's just me like allowing them to tell their story um and then they share it with their audience and then their audience is probably like that's the first time they're coming to this platform, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, But then there's another, there are other people who just listen to every episode. So that's why I'm asking. It's like if you, there's something you want to talk about that you're like to share or otherwise it's just like this will be listened to by people who listen to every episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. And no, the only no, other thing is, unless no. 
unless the title jumps out at them. Oh, yeah. So they find the podcast through me, which is like a small amount of people because it's just whoever I interact with and tell them about the podcast. Um, And then they're like, oh, I want to listen to one, which one? And then they go based on the head uh, on the title which like what would we be calling this podcast <laughs> yeah no that's a good point well i mean i could i suppose we we spoke about it last time but um it's the like sustainability in construction um and just how how much it interests me but it's something that's so, so like i feel like it's so niche like it's so specialized i know that like bill gates writes about it in some of his books and um there's another book that i've recently got called vac his the author's vac vaclav smil simil i believe and it's called like how stuff how the world really works and he says the same thing that um even though we're decarbonizing our grids we're still like using so much raw material um, to build things for people around the world. Um, like there's a kind of lack of understanding, I guess, from from um, the general public about how difficult of a challenge it's going to be to, to like we just have to use less materials when we're building things or like recycle a shitload more. But it's this really weird thing where everyone – are kind of involved in these like because at the moment there are like mega 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 projects being built across the world like in victoria alone there's a train being built from the city to the airport there's going to be like a tunnel built that goes like loops the entire city have you seen have you heard of that one isn't that the metro thing? That's like it's like another one that's about to start. It's like a tunnel that's going to start in Cheltenham and then go all the way up through to Doncaster and then up to the airport, then all the way around to the western suburbs to like Werribee. I'm pretty sure. Like it's it's huge. That would take like two hours just to drive that in your car, and they're going to tunnel underneath all those suburbs. Like it just like crazy and that's just in one wait for trains yeah for trains for trains but i'm just saying like there are these like the projects are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and part of that's because there's more people and then part of that's because the politicians who commit to them know that like if you you know if you cut the ribbon if you say hey i built like a hospital or i built a school like it's hard to knock anyone for doing that right politically so the politicians keep making these bigger and bigger like plans, but all of the like, all of those projects we need to use like concrete, steel, etc., etc., etc. But we're still not like I guess people are still waiting. That it's like someone's going to invent concrete that doesn't cause CO two to go up into the atmosphere, or someone's going to invent a way to suck it back out. Like it's it still doesn't seem like we'll um, – it's just going to be really hard, really hard. And these projects, like, are being rolled out kind of feels like weekly um, and we're only at the stage where we're like, oh, we'll try and, like, test on one part of this project, tracking the carbon footprint while we design it so we can reduce that carbon footprint. So it's this – it's like – Everyone knows it's a problem within the industry, but actually solving it is going to, um, it's going to mean that either we have to have a longer planning phase or the government needs to bring in some kind of code or regulation that says there's going to be a carbon budget for the project. There just ha- There has to be something like quite drastic that's going to like completely change how projects are done in order to, to kind of deal with it. Because the other thing is all these yeah. projects, like even if there was a carbon budget, like mega projects like fame, like what's the, the big one in London, Crossrail. Like Crossrail went years and years and years over and it was millions and millions and millions of pounds over budget. So even if we had a carbon budget, how do we actually meet it? 
because we can't even meet our cost budget. Um, so I'm feeling really comf. I'm feeling, okay, I think I'm all, I've always been like positive, problem solving, read all the stuff where people are, I think a lot of this is like a personality thing, your attitude towards these issues being solved, right? Like I'm, anyway, I'm just always positive about this stuff, but I'm even more positive this isn't specific to construction, but now that I'm seeing what's going on in the funds management industry, mm. it's mm. and like how that's affecting corporate. And yeah, this is what I was excited to tell you about. Although I will, yeah, I'll try and do it here without, yeah, butchering it too much. But basically, there's funds are like, there's this idea of article eight funds where they are they take environmental or environmental social and governance considerations alongside earning return and Mm. there's like all this pressure that's come down so it's like oh yeah there's this task for there's this um task force for what does it stand for tcfd um Oh. There's this reporting in the UK. Yeah. Task force on client climate related financial disclosures. So basically this is like sweeping through the whole the whole industry because where do because okay, so where do companies get money? Like how do companies work? They need money from somewhere. So they have equity and they have debt. And so the people who have that money like that's coming from banks and coming from funds and whatever, right? So it's like pension pension funds, like where's the most money in the world? It's like pension funds have billions and oh, trillions and then they invested in funds with like eventually get into companies, yeah, right, yeah, through, yeah. through shares, through bonds, through whatever. And so those like pension funds have regulations. Other asset managers have regulations. So for them to lend the money or for them to buy the shares, they then have to be engaging with the corporate, which means they have to be calling the corporate and being like, hey, what's your plan on, you know, carbon? Like, And then there's actually all this reporting on what's their carbon footprint, mm-hmm. their scope one and scope two. So they act, it's like there's this regulation. They have to report it. Um. And then, so there's this whole massive booming industry now of all the envir- of all these consultants who do, yeah. Because obviously, in house, you're not going to f- calculate all of this stuff like you pay someone else to do yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah. But but and the nuance is coming out, like because then there was like the whole fear of like it's box ticking and there was all the greenwashing and it's like not particularly helpful. But now it's really interesting of hearing case studies where it's you're engaging with, um, for example, like a copper mine who they have to make, you know, it's like, oh, copper's needed for this, um, for electric cars, right? And then, but the copper mine was using coal to power it. Mm, So mm. then they go into them and they're like, hey, guys, it's not great that you're using coal. Like we have a view on this. What can you do about it? And then, and it's like, can you use hydro? Like we'd prefer, you know, if you use hydro and then they're like, okay, sure. But if we use hydro, that means we're actually putting a dam, cutting off like the biodiversity is massively affected. We're cutting off um, this indigenous group who that's where their water comes yeah, from. Yeah. Like blah, blah, blah. So it's like all this nuance is coming through and then it's like. It's all these, figure, it's, 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 the, it's the, yeah, there's so many trade-offs as well, aren't there? But it's like it seems way more helpful. It's like people figuring it out together and it's engagement over exclusion because you can't just, how can you just put a blanket? Otherwise, like, we'd have to stop airlines tomorrow, you know, because people are like, okay, oil and gas and, like, fossil fuels. And then but it's like where do you draw the line, right? It's like, okay, well, then mm, mm. what about? And also if everyone just divests from that stuff then someone else can just come in and there's that argument as well well right? and and this is and this is like 
related well it's obviously it's related like talking about um like the climate change um and mitigating the effects of it but um if like you're a developer and you go to build a new office building that you're going to lease or get someone to lease for you they were looking at the emissions of when that building is up and running for the next 50 years which absolutely you should and then it's like oh but shit what about all the materials that are like go into building it and then you go okay well should we use concrete that might need to be repaired every 10 years but it has a lower carbon footprint now or should we put in one that's going to last the whole 50 years but it has a higher carbon footprint like that there's so many different as like you said there's lots of nuance in it um but yeah you definitely need to everyone needs to collaborate everyone needs to be like work collectively because it's so everything's so complex and like intertwined that not one team or one specialized group is going to have an understanding of like the entire impact yeah but it's already happening. That's my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. so ingrained. And because this is people who do not necessarily care at all about these considerations. They actually, it's in their interest. They have to do it to take, to continue to manage this amount of money. It's just like their client. Or for example, if you think of a fund, they're getting money from other people who have capital. So like pension funds, whatever they the clients need them to do this or they might want them to because they care but also they need them to because of this regulation stuff so then it just flows through and then it's like flowing through the whole system so i don't know i'm just really not worried about it like there are so many millions of people working on solving these problems and humans have always done pretty well at solving problems the thing i'm more worried about is like people like the thing that you brought up in north korea miss up you know it's like us just killing each other which is a thing that humans seem to (laughs) not how to not do that and then that that's like one of the um kind of potential risks of things of, of the climate well the world getting warmer is that then there's going to be more food shortages, there's going to be more droughts, there's going to be more parts of the world where people can't live. So then there's going to be like more people, like, you know, more displaced people and then they're going to move, you know, like that's going to cause conflict and it's, um, I, I guess that's where it's like everything's kind of, it's such a complex problem. But I also agree with you that it is really exciting seeing the, like, inventive ways that people are that people are coming up with to like avoid um like to avoid as much greenhouse gases going into the air whether it's like a new regulation that means that people have all these funds have to manage their like money differently or report on like start tracking these things um to there was a thing that bloomberg had on youtube a couple weeks ago where they're showing like some of the world's first like carbon capture and they're basically like these giant fans like sucking co2 out of the atmosphere and then they put it down and it gets like turned into rock like some kind of um calcite oh, what is it called uh, anyway it's like they're putting like using some kind of chemical reaction they're putting it back into like the back into the earth as rock and you're like shit that's really really cool so yeah, there's people all over the world like trying to solve the problem, which I think that's like, yeah, looking at it optimistically, that's like pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but then I think sometimes we miss the um, some of the most basic solutions we kind of miss, but which you're doing, you're doing now with like the nappies for Priya. Yeah, that's oh my god! Reusable yeah, ones. the reusable nappies—they're way easier to change at the moment. But I think I was telling you, like the—they're really expensive. They're ex- but then, what happens? What was wrong with the nappies when that we grew up? That they were just cloth nappies and they got washed. Like, oh, this is basically—it's uh, the same principle, but I guess like now it's got. Why like, are they so expensive? 
oh, these ones have got like a, an insert and like they've got like a designer pattern on the outside and they're all made, it's like made from recycled material, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I think it gets harder when the baby starts eating like solid food because at the moment she's just breastfed, mm. which will be, yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's still it's it's uh, I'm sure everyone has these thoughts, but like it's still so funny, like looking at a baby and then be, thinking like every single person on the planet was like a helpless little baby at one point. How often do you think that? Like just all constantly. I'm like. Wow, like this is like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like was a little baby. And they're like, oh, I've got to feed him and put him, make sure he gets to sleep. Oh, and now then he became the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, so everyone required some amount of love, like a lot of love to survive. Yeah. And that's why we have those powerful attachment things, because without other humans, you couldn't, you can't survive. Like for ages, right? How many years? Oh, yeah, ages. Ages. Yeah, so it's like that's someone cared at least some amount. Which is kind of weird when you think about it, like people who were abused or have like horrific childhoods, it's like. But yeah, they're still yeah. being fed. So I guess it's like maybe there's someone who really cares about them, but yeah. then there's someone else who's abusing them. Yeah. Or maybe the abuser can also be loving at some points or something. Yeah. Okay, I don't know why I'm thinking about that. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Um. Just, I feel like we got stuck in the planning phase of this conversation. Uh, just that if anyone is interested in mega construction projects uh, and why they seem to go wrong all the time, um, there is a new book that's just come out, a, a Oxford professor. Um, I think it's called, like, Why Do Big Projects Go Wrong? Something like that. Anyway... It's um it's all over my LinkedIn feed at the moment. It looks really good. So when I've read that, I'll um I'll get back to you to to have the science behind why uh, all of these taxpayer funded projects go massively over budget. Great. Yeah, please come back on and teach us all about it. Yeah, all right. Okay, can you hear that? That's <laughs> yes. my doorbell. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. See ya. Bye. Good to chat. Thanks for coming on. Likewise. Bye.